chapter. Those of you that have studied God's word, you know that the people have given a name to the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. What do they call it? The Hall of Faith. I was watching a baseball game. I think Atlanta was playing the Mets. No Dodgers this year. The Rams are doing pretty good, though. The L.A. Scrams. Uh, but they have their Hall of Faith. You know, football and baseball and what have you. Well, Christianity, within God's Word, has the Hall of Faith. And it's found in Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to read verse 29, but before we do, I want us to look at verse 6 very quick. Do you have Hebrews 11? Verses 6 and 29. It says, And without faith, it is virtually impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He is, and that He is a reward of them that diligently seek Him. But 29 is the verse we're going to zero in on today. It says, do you have it? By what faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. Father, I pray for dry land, safe passage to be conducted here tonight, Lord God, that we would learn the power of faith. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Lord, let faith surface. Faith comes by hearing, hearing your word. Your word is about to go forth. Touch, heal, and let mostly save. I ask it in your name, Jesus. And everybody together said? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> the title of my sermon is The Christian Express Card. Okay? Faith. Don't leave home without it. All right? And I've said many times, those of you that have sat under my teachers as far as leadership, faith is your carte blanche in ministry. You know what carte blanche is? It's French for blank check. Uh, oui, oui, monsieur. It's blank check. In other words, you can, with a carte blanche, you can do anything you want. Uh, and the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. But with faith, you can do anything you want. Faith is the key in Christianity. And here in this portion of Scripture that we read here in Hebrews 11, okay, we have two different groups of people traveling down the very same road. They both took the very same straightways. They both took the very same turns. And they were all headed to the very same place. They both encountered the very same obstacle, which was the Red Sea. Everyone, both of them, the Egyptians and the Christians, or the, the Israelites, they were headed towards the Red Sea. Both of them, on the very same road. But they run across a very seemingly impossible barrier. And if you've seen the, the latest movie by, what was that one? About the, uh, the, the, yeah, the Prince of Egypt. You saw a depiction of it. How they came to the Red Sea. If you saw the Ten Commandments, the very same thing happened. See, both groups also decided to try and to undertake and to cross that very barrier. They came to the barrier and both of them, the Egyptians and the Israelites, they decide to try and take on that obstacle. Okay? Both of them. Now, here is where the likeness ends. They're on the same path, taking the same turns, but the likeness stops right here. Here is where they part their ways, where they part company. Each of them encountered different results and different outcome. Are you with me? 
How about this? One one was able to cross as a dry land, but the other ones drowned. That's what happened here. Okay? For the Egyptians, that road ended in disaster. But for the Israelites, that road ended in victory. The Egyptians found the Red Sea to turn up to be the Dead Sea. It was the Dead Sea. It went from Red Sea to Dead Sea because they all died. They all perished there. Uh, while for the Israelites, the Red Sea turned out to be, my friend, a superhighway. A highway to heaven, if you will. They found victory there. Okay? The Israelites ended up shouting praises to God. The Egyptians ended up shouting out water. That's what happened. Once they praised the Lord, the other one said, ah. Now, why did this happen? Why was this the case? It certainly had nothing to do with upbringing. It had nothing to do with training. Because the Jews were slaves. While the Egyptians, the Bible tells us, were very proud conquerors. They were, they were the top of the world. They were the epitome of the world during that day and during that age. While the Israelites were slaves. So it wasn't because of that. Nor was it because God played favorites, because He doesn't do that. Never in a way. See, God is not willing that any should perish, but how many come to repentance? Oh, everybody. Everybody go to heaven. Everybody gets saved. That's God's desire. God is not prejudiced. He's no respecter of persons. Now, if on any given summer day, if my house is flooded with light and yours isn't, it's certainly not the sun's fault. You know what would be the case? Are you listening? It's because your blinds are shut and mine are open. It's an open and, cut, uh, open and shut case. That's why if my house has light, it's because I've got the, the blinds open. If yours is dark. So it's not the sun's fault. It's our fault. Okay? That's the reason the Israelites succeeded and the Egyptians didn't. It was a matter of an open and shut case of faith. Huh? One, the Israelites exhibited faith in God. While the Egyptians were only on that road because of pride. They wanted to get their material positions back. That's why they were chasing the, the Israelites, the Egyptians, because of pride. They wanted to get what, what, what they had given. And they would given them a lot of money, a lot of material goods. That's why they were on their way towards the Red Sea. See, but the person or the group that possesses even just an inkling of faith, just a mustard seed of faith, the Bible says, you can say to that mountain, mountain, head on. You can pick that mountain up and throw it into the sea. If you have just an inkling, a mustard seed of faith, you can throw it into the ocean. Now, what the writer here of the book of Hebrews is trying to tell us with such statements, there is, as Hebrews 11:6, that without faith it is impossible to please God, is that faith in God is of A1 importance in life. Are you hearing me? Faith. Your carte blanche in life. The Hebrew writer is telling us that faith is not, my friend, a luxury, but it's a necessity. Faith is not an elective, it's a requirement. It's a must. You have to have faith. And by the way, if you, some of you don't know God today, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So your faith starts conjuring up. You say, man, I, I think I could do that. I think I could be a Christian. Uh, because I've dealt with so many people say, no, 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 that's good for you, but it's not good for me. I, I, I can't do that. Well, sometimes we have to believe for you. And I believe for you. Because I've had some of my friends who knew how I was. And they say, well, Steve, that was good for you. Come on. Like if I didn't run with them, like if I wasn't as crazy as them, uh, the only difference between me and my friends that are still out there using is faith. One day, I decided to open a shut case. I opened up my heart to God. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But how many of you know, if it would start raining right now, we'd know where the leaks are. Yeah, we would. And this place got leaks. 
another church. Well, that's the way it is with, with faith starts raining. If you've got just a little crackling, God will come in. You know, just a little bit, just a little bit of faith. It doesn't take a lot of faith. Uh, and God will come in, boom, and rain on your great life. Hallelujah. So faith is not an elective, it's a requirement. Here the Hebrew writer is telling us by using, okay, the Egyptians and also the Israelites, okay, as examples. He's telling us that faith is the difference between success and failure. It's the difference between defeat and victory. The difference between triumph and tragedy is a matter of faith. Are you with me? It's a matter of faith. Through the writer of Hebrews, using this illustration between the Egyptians and the Israelites, okay, he's telling us that when someone or some group of people come to a crisis, come to, to a crossing, come to a crossroads in their life, come to their Red Sea in their life, that what will determine victory versus defeat will not be ability, it will not be skill, okay? It will not be a lucky break. It's going to be faith. It's not skill because the Egyptians had all kinds of skill, very skilled. The Israelites were slaves. The difference was faith. Uh, I remember when I got saved. I'll never forget that. I heard a sermon on, on TV by Billy Graham. The just shall live by faith. I said, man. Uh, and I was going back to the penitentiary, so I had to stay and listen to this thing. I didn't want to. I wanted to stay up in my room and just, I was kicking a habit. Uh, but then, man, you know, I, I'll never forget that, man. Billy Graham, is, God's used him immensely in so many people's lives. And I sat there, man, and I started to listen. Listen to a sermon. I was all in go. You know, at first, I, I wanted to turn the TV off. And I got all mad at the guy that, that we had a TV in the home that day. We, I don't recommend it today. We no more TVs, guys. All right, but at that time, we had a TV. All right? And, 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 you know, I was watching boxing. A lot of you know my testimony. I was sitting there watching boxing, you know. And I liked it, man. Oscar shot Gennaro Rado. He was my, later on, became a good friend of mine. He got saved. But at that time, he wasn't saved. He was still knocking people out. Uh, Oscar was like 52 and 1 or something with 49 knockouts. Uh, Oscar was bad. So I was, I was really into that. Uh, and then the guy comes from, from out of nowhere, and he walks right by me, and he walks to the TV. Uh, I guess he'd see the TV guy, and he says, Today we're going to watch Billy Graham. And he changed the TV on me. I thought, oh, man. But see, today I'm twice the man I was then, literally. Not figuratively. Well, yeah, no, figuratively. <laughs> I mean, I was like, for a lack of better terms, 128 y todo we leo. If you understand Spanish. I mean, I was like, like you know, spaghetti. Uh, so I think the guy, that's why he said, nah, I can take this guy right now. He's, he's just still kicking, you know. And so I said, oh, man. But then I remember listening to that sermon. I was really getting into it. Uh, I think it, near the end, if he would have changed it, I would have jumped on him. <laughs> I really got into it. Billy Graham captivated my, my mind and, and, and my heart and then my soul. Uh, I remember what he said, the just shall live by faith. Uh, and, and God got a hold of me. Uh, that day, no. But the seed was planted. The seed was planted in my life. And a few days later, I went to church, sat in the back row. Ah. Uh, no, second to the last row, that's right. Because when, I, when they made the altar call, somebody touched me. Somebody touched me. I don't even know who it was because I was cool. And so when they're touching me, you know, at first I, I didn't turn around. Acting all cool. But then, but then that tab had a voice. Brother. And I, I still played it cool. I, I didn't turn nothing. 
I mean, to this day, I don't turn around. <laughs> I'm still cool. <laughs> I mean, they told me there were 7,000 people. I didn't turn around. I was in the front row yesterday. I didn't know how many people were there. I didn't turn around. But then they said, brother. And I go, what? <laughs> you know, because I had lifted up my hand real quick. He says, I saw you. <laughs> you saw me what? He says, I saw you when you lifted up your hand real fast. <sighs> and so I got up. That's the day faith came rushing into my life. I remember coming up to the front of this altar and still being cool. You know how people kneel? Here's what I did. I'm not kidding you. This is the way. Hey, you know, you know, like, hey, God, you know, what's happening, God, you know? But he saw my heart. I wasn't cool. I needed help. I needed God. And faith came into my life. I remember getting up from there, you know, shaking everybody's hand. Something happened. Talk about the light, the shades and all that. I mean, boom. I was like, God bless you. God bless you, everybody. God bless you. God bless you. I love you, brother. God bless you. Give me five, brother. Sorry, I'll leave you out, brother. Sorry, ladies. Hallelujah. I mean, because something happened inside of me. That's the difference. One day, we're without light, without, you know, without God. But then because of faith, God comes rushing into our lives. Uh, see, that's why the Egyptians didn't make it. Uh, see, faith is life's greatest essential. The Egyptians perished. One group, because why? They didn't have faith. They tried to do what the Israelites did. They couldn't do it. They didn't have faith. Listen, when you come to your red season life, and you're going to come to them. And you're going to be all discouraged and without victory if you don't have God in your life. If you don't exhibit faith. Everybody comes to their Red Seas. Everybody comes to the tough times in their lives. Some of you are there right now. But my friend, if you try to do things on your own, you're going to drown, Matilda. And Harold can't save you. Ah, Well, these people here are not going to drown. I will make sure of that. I'm twice the man I was today, yeah, 26 years ago. Ah, they're going to go under in faith. They're going to trust Pastor Steve to pick them back up. I'm going, you go, ah, wham. And I've said it before. You know, the, you know the, the ones that are, I think are going to really, 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 really need a lot of help? Those are the ones that I'm going to keep down there a long time. Say, Uncle Jesus, hallelujah. <laughs> but they're going to do it by faith. That's all this is, is faith. They're utilizing their faith in God. And God always comes through. How many know that? Uh, we cannot please God without faith. Without it, my friend, your life loses out big time. Big time. See, faith is also very important and an important essential because even if we are poor, even if we are poverty stricken. Uh, but if we have faith, the Bible calls us rich. You might not have a lot of moolah. I mean, there's been many times, many times, when I ain't got nuna tuna in my pocket. But I don't want to. And listen, this church here, we got bills. We pick up thousands every week, but thousands goes out every week. Uh, but I don't get weak. I get strong in faith. I still feel like, hey man, I'm the... 
I got one of the greatest churches on this planet. We ain't got no money, but so what? Uh, so what? Uh, because we're rich in faith. You know why I can say that? Because we've been here 18 years. And God still pays the bills. God still takes care of business. There's people of faith in here. God believes in you. That takes a lot of faith. To believe in people like us. Ah. We weren't Cub Scouts. We were the opposite. Untrustworthy. Ah. Man, yeah, God, give me your money and wait around the block. You know? Hijo mano, nombre. Yeah, right. Uh, but now God will front us his money. He does. Now God will trust us because we learn to trust in him. Rich in faith. See, according to the Hebrew writer, okay, if we have to, you know, keep the faith, then nothing can really defeat us. If we keep the faith. Keeping the faith, that's the whole thing. Other people say, keep the faith. We can be more than conquerors uh, in all things. Victory is certain. Uh, it's certain if you have faith. Yes, my friend, and sure. Okay. Them that live godly in Christ Jesus, the Bible says, will suffer persecution. You're going to go through hard times. But because of faith, we don't have to live under the persecution, but above the circumstances. Uh, above the circumstances. All things work together for good. Everything. To them that love God. To them that are called according to His purpose. Romans 8.28 says that. Thus, my friend, and here's the key. Having faith, real defeat... Real failure is impossible. It's impossible to be defeated to a real Christian. Even if you don't have no money. Walk like if you do. I'll leave the tip. <laughs> Nicky Cruz was just in my house the other day, and I was telling him about the day that he was with me in Santa Paula. We had a rally there. Uh, and Nicky had five days that, would, uh, 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 you know, that he, had, he could have crusades. Four of them were taken except for one. The last day on a Monday was open. He said, I have a Monday open. And so I said, I'll, I'll take you. I'll, I'm going to take you to Santa Paula. He goes, okay, Steve, I, I, I go, I go. You know? So we went there, and I was, two times he's been to Santa Paula. Both times I sponsored him. Both times, ni una tuna. Both times, and I told him about both occasions. This was on the second one, how God had come through. Uh, the first one, I didn't know him at all. When he found out that I was sponsoring the, the rally in Santa Paula the first time, I remember he, he was jogging, he comes out of the bus, and he goes, who's Steve? And Philip LaCrue and Pastor Sonny, what they say? Him right there. No. No. And I told Nikki, Nikki, that, that wasn't your day, bro. And Gloria was with him, his wife. I go, he didn't know. He said, no, no, no. I just seen him in the office of San Gabriel a few hours ago. Not him. See, Nikki was used to dealing with all the biggest pastors in the world. And now he, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the sponsor. And he knows how, you know, they all pick him up in real nice cars. They, the airport, they take him out. And now it's stiff. I mean... He knew somebody that ain't got no money when he sees one. I mean, he, he rubs shoulders with the biggest pastors. And he goes, no. And man, he, you know, he, that, that, it was a powerful service. But he was like, mm -hmm. and every time something happened, God would always come through. You know, I, I need $50 for, for, for food. Just two minutes before, some guy had given me $50. I said, I said no problem. It was really weird. Ah, faith, faith. Ah. You know, I need, oh, no problem. Uh, that's when he, he got acquainted with me. Now the second time, uh, wow. Uh, we had to go, you know, it was the fifth day, uh, the last day of the crusades. So by this time, Gloria had come. Even Elena, his, his daughter, was going to be getting married. She was there. She said, I was there, Steve. 
We went to go eat at the Chart House in Ventura, California. It's not the Doggy Diner. Okay? It's not Quarter Pound Giant Burgers. It's the Chart House. We had, you know, Stephen Linda Tavani, all the entourage, my wife. She knows how to order. Uh, and everybody there, you know. I was hoping they'd start with me. What would you like? You have any water? <laughs> hey, all the air and all the water you can drink, it's on me, bro. I think I was the last one to what everybody. Oh, yeah, the filet, the bosol, the uh, crepe, crepe, the, you know, the, the creepy crepe, creepy crepes, you know, and man. Goodness. And then, you know, the ladies always say, order anything. Yeah, 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 I'll have some more. Can I have another Coke? <laughs> you know? And the ladies always just get up. You, you trip out on ministry people. The, the, the pastors always stay around, the ministers stay around. But the, but the, the, the ladies just get up. And, oh, that was so nice. Burp. It was so good, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, come on, you know? And the men are there, everybody. How much you got, bro? All right, you know? Yeah. You know? Wow, I'm a dishwasher, I'm a dishwasher. You know, they're like, come on. <laughs> but this time, they know that I'm in charge of the rally. The guy in charge of the rally takes care of them. Bill, everybody leaves the table, and I'm there. Man, I'm looking at the bill and my $10 in my pocket. Then Pastor Robert Herrera of Oxnard Church, he comes walking back. I'm looking at him. He goes, Steve, let me help you with the bill. And I go, let me pray on it. Okay. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I said, who? One down, one more to go. He grabbed it, and I felt, oh, I, 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 I put my arm around him. I said, brother, I love you. I called him man of God that day. You know, you man of God. Uh, we're like, I said, can I leave the tip? So we went, three of my family members got saved that night. My sister's best friend got healed. She got healed of an incurable disease. God moved in a, oh, I was so powerful. Nikki took everybody in the room, and they were, oh, I was so broken. Then all of a sudden it hit me. Dun, 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 dun. I got to pay him his check. And a Nikki Cruz crusade check, whoo, is, is up there. So I went back to the auditorium, and I'm sitting there going, man, pacing back and forth. Wondering, oh, Jesus. I mean, Nikki's my friend. I love him. God. Sheesh. All of a sudden, one lady comes walking up to the front with a big old smile. And I go, what is there to smile about? <laughs> you know, I mean, I already had my smile. It was good over there, but man, I, you know. And Lydia Taylor, some of you know her. She's my spiritual mother besides Julie, Julie Argazzoni. But Lydia let me pray for me the day before I got saved. And she comes with a big old smile. Steve, Steve, Steve. I go, hi, Lydia. No, 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 no. I'm going too far here. Hi, Lydia. You know, <laughs> but I was, I mean, I'm like, come on. You know, time to pay the piper. The piper's name is Nikki Cruz. And she goes, Steve, Steve. She says, you'll never guess what happened. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. People got saved. She goes, no, no. He says, she says, some lady came up to me right now. Right now, and she said, Give this to the minister up there. This is from me. I go, What is it? She goes, It's a check. Check that out. I go, Yeah. 
But, you know, little rally, rally checks, I'm thinking, you know, sometimes, oh, you know, to give a little bit, maybe $15, $25, you know. Sheesh, you know, we ain't even got the bucket to drop in it with 25 Oh, okay. She gives it to me, and she's all smiles. I open it up to the penny, the exact amount of money for the honorarium for Nikki Cruz, $1,500. Nikki comes in the room a few minutes later, and I'm smiling. He comes in, and I proceed to tell him the very story I just told. I snitched on my battle self. I told him the gospel truth. And Nikki's just sitting there listening. Mm. And he gets the check. No, no, he goes this. He goes, Steve, why know you, why know you tell me? Steve, I, I, I will have done it for you, Steve. You're my friend, Steve. You know? And I believe he would have, because Nikki's a great man of God. He, you know, but I don't want to do that. I'm not going to offer to the Lord that would cost me nothing, the Bible says. He goes, Steve, I will have done it for you, Steve. And he grabs a check, and he puts it in his pocket, and he goes merrily on his way. Uh, and he deserves it. He deserved it. Uh, but that day I was able to walk through dry land. Faith. Don't leave home without it. I'll tell you something. You can't leave earth without it. You'll never get to heaven without it. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head is bowed and every eye closed. The Bible says, By faith the people, the people of God, passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. The reason they were drowned is because when they came to the Red Sea, they had no faith. They had a lot of material goods. They had a lot of chariots. They had a lot of money. They had a lot of prestige. They had a name that was big in the world in that day. But it didn't matter. Not to God. They had no faith. That's why they couldn't cross. Listen, ma'am, woman, lady, girl, sir, mister. Faith. Put your faith in somebody that will never burn you. Be rich in faith. The Egyptians didn't believe. The Israelites did. They kept the faith. Some of you have lost your faith. You haven't kept your faith. You've let it wander away. You've let it become shipwrecked in your life. You've gone bankrupt in faith. You are not rich right now. Be truthful. Be honest with yourself. Before we have the baptisms, I want to pray for those of you that say, Brother Steve, I've lost my faith and I'm willing to admit it. My faith is bankrupt right now, but as you were preaching, you said that God's word says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And I've heard the word and faith is beginning to creep up in my life. Well, you got to use that faith. Don't keep it dormant. Put your faith in God. Put your faith in God. Put your faith in God. Use that faith. Use it or lose it. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you say, Brother Steve, I want to put my faith in God. Not in my own understanding. Not in my own inclinations. Not in my own willpower. Not in my own strength. I want to put my faith in Almighty God. If that's you, as every head is bowed and every eye closed, and you want me to pray for you from all over this place I'm going to ask you very quickly lift up your hand and quickly put it down God bless you 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 anybody else many hands of God bless you many hands God bless you they're in the back God bless you God bless you you can put your hand down God bless you sir you can put your hand down God bless you God bless you many God bless you sir you can put your hand down 
Anyone else? This is my last call that we're going to pray. God bless you. God bless you. You want to put your faith in God. Maybe your faith has gone shipper. God bless you. You can put your hand down, young lady. I see that hand. God bless you. There in the back of me. Hey, you can put your hand down. God bless you. So you can put your hand down. Anybody else? This is my last call that we're going to pray. You want to put your faith in Almighty God and not lean on your own understanding. You haven't risen up your hand yet, but you want to do so now. Quickly lift it up. God bless you. You can put your hand on Then Quickly put it down. God bless you. There in the back. Anybody else? This is my last call that we're going to pray. God bless you, sir. You can put your hand down. Great. God bless you, young lady. You can put your hand down. Oh, God is happy right now. God bless you. God bless you. I know the Bible's more into contentment than happiness, but I'm telling you, God is happy right now. He's more than content. He's happy. Those of you that are raising your hands. Anyone else? I always wait because nearly 26 years ago on a Sunday night, the preacher waited for me, and I was the last one to raise my hand. But I'm still standing for God today. It works because God works for us. Christianity works because God works for us. This is my last call. God bless you, young lady. Put your hand down. God bless you, young lady. Put your hand down. God bless you. You can put your hand down. Anyone else? If you haven't lifted up your hand yet, but you want to do so now, I'm going to give you that opportunity. Lift it up, then quickly put it down. Praise God. God bless you. Now I'm going to ask those of you that are standing, that have lifted up your hand to take a second step to stand to your feet right there where you're at. You raised up your hand. Stand to your feet right there where you're at. Come on, quickly stand. I want to say a prayer for you right there where you're at. We're not going to have you come to the front right now because there's not enough room. But those of you that lifted up your hand, even if you didn't, but you want to be included in this prayer, I'm going to ask you quickly to stand to your feet with all these that are already standing. Exhibit that faith. Put that faith to use. Faith without works is dead, the Bible says. Dead, dead, like the Dead Sea. But you can cross the Red Sea when you exhibit faith. Some of you are even feeling better already because you're standing. You're being obedient to Almighty God. Oh, God's heart is pounding right now. It's pounding. I know there's going to be a big explosion at the Cow Palace, but God is looking at us right now here in this, this church as well and all churches throughout the Bay Area. People are making a stand for God. Anybody else, you raise your hand, even if you didn't, but you want to be included in this prayer, I want to ask you to stand to your feet right there where you're at and be included in this prayer. Anybody else, you want to make a stand for God? You're not standing yet, but you want to do so now. Quickly stand to your feet. I'm going to wait a little bit longer. Then we're going to pray. Praise God. Those of you that are standing, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads right there where you're at. And God's going to come to you. He's going to change your life completely. I guarantee that. I know who I work for. I know who I work for. Those of you standing, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus. Come on, those of you standing, repeat the prayer. Say, Jesus. Forgive me of all my sins. I am very sorry. I open my heart. Even just a little bit. But I open up my heart. I don't want my heart to be dark. I want to open for faith. And I want to open my heart by faith. Let the floodlight of your spirit come rushing in. Take control of my life by your powerful Holy Spirit. Save my soul. Give me the power, Jesus, to say no to sin. Say no to sin and yes to you. I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me say a prayer for all of you that are standing. Lord, I've been... Christian now going on 26 years preaching almost that long I never want to minimize this coming to a new life even if just one soul was standing it would be so 
important. But there are so many here. We bless you for that. Some, Lord God, are going to be able to be a part of the family of, of Christ with their friends and their family members that are going to be getting baptized here today. Some of them are going to get baptized next time we do this. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you. We honor you. We glorify you, Jesus. Thank you for saving their souls. Keep them, watch over them. Sprinkle the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth upon them. And we claim their souls for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody together said? Everybody said? Give Jesus a good, good clap offering. Let's all stand. Everybody standing. Everybody standing. Praise God. We're going to do a song. We're going to sing it once. I'm going to have Eto come and do it. Just sing it once. The rest of us are going to get ready. As we sing it through once, then after that you can be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm going to ask those that are candidates that are going to be getting baptized. If you're here right now, you got to go over to your rooms. Women have one room. Men have another room. I think they're waiting there already, right? Or they're not. Go ahead. Go. Okay, quickly go. We're going to do a song here. And I'm going to go get dressed and get ready. Go to the back. The Spanish are going to be getting baptized first because Pastor Richard's already ready. So the Spanish are going to go first. Let's worship him one time. Then you can be seated. I remember when I, I was was stay for this. I like this song. The living with hope and the prisoner with So then one day I heard Jesus calling out my name. I lifted up my hand. mindset now okay it's gonna probably go about an hour i would say but uh, uh even once your family members are done of course you can congratulate them but let's try and be cordial to everybody 
Amen. Let's try and have as many people here for the last one as we have for the first one. Amen. It's a time of celebration. Yes, many of them are your family members, but also others, okay? And it's going to be very touching, I believe. It always is when they're able to, to testify of what God is able to do for them. You have somebody? One of ours. Praise God. We're also having some 12-year-olds. Once they reach that age, amen? They're of age, and we, if they want to get baptized, their family says it's okay. If they can swim, hallelujah. Uh, it's all right. I wonder if this will spill under here. It's not good, huh? Yeah. Because this is nice and hot. This is cold. This is hot. Uh-oh. I think it's the girls' home first. Be careful. I wish everybody in Dakota could be here. But you're here, and the heart of God is here. Wow, what a miracle, huh? How many of you knew Francine or heard of her before, huh? Come raise your hands. You knew about Francine. Ay, ay, ay. Válgame Dios. Let me pray for you. I'm just kidding. But what a miracle this woman is. We, we wouldn't give up on her. My wife and I always Francine, Francine, Francine. Man, now I'm going to let her tell it real quick, Francine. Lord, all the glory, and you know, I what Pastor was saying, it was true. They've been witnessing. I've been going to Victor Edwards off and on for 10 years, and um, they're a blessing in my life because they they had the faith in me to come back home to all my sisters and my brothers in the congregation that was praying for me. I thank you very much, and I want to thank my directors, Stacy and Larry, too, for putting up with me. And, and Brenda, I want to thank you guys for being there for me. And that's it. and I take serving the Lord very seriously I don't play and um, I just want to thank Jesus for delivering me from heroin addiction delivering me from from prison and I just love the Lord I love the Lord and I'm just gonna continue to serve the Lord forever they all remember their middle name 
Cindy Jean Santos as your profession of faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and as a minister of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. saving my soul I want to thank the fact that he hasn't given up on me in the last 30 years of my life that he's always pursued me that even though I become hard-headed with him that he'll never give me up and I realized that today when pastor talked about faith that I just needed to have a crack in my heart that it didn't matter how hurt I had been by people that I needed to give God that chance and I want to do that I didn't really know if I want to get baptized but I realized you know what I'm tired of being sick and tired I'm tired of being hurt, and it's time for me to give God the chance that he needs. salvation uh man i ran from him for years i was bound by the devil i was serving the wrong master for years i thought all the answers to the pain and suffering i was feeling was in those drugs and uh i finally just surrendered to jesus christ and opened my heart to him and man he's doing so much in my life i can't believe it every day he's just revealing more and more of of his power and glory to me and i just can't thank him enough he's he had a good family too, the Del Rio family, Jack Del Rio, the football player, and this is, this is his family where he came from, and he still went wayward. He was wayward and hayward. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, but now he's come the right way. Richard Del Rio is the profession of faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and is a minister of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> Hey man, I just want to thank God for my salvation and what he's done in my life. Uh, 17... I just want to give my life to the Lord. Amen. Thank you. This is our 
Anthony Sanchez, the profession of faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and as a minister of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and now baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> For my salvation, you know, that he set me free from being depressed and stuff. You know, I was a depressant out there. I was depressing for a couple months and I started taking medication. But Jesus set me free. I just want to thank him. And uh, I know that uh, prayer works through the power of prayer. That my mom been praying for me and stuff to go to church and to come back. And now I'm here and I'm in the men's home. And thank the men's home. is your profession of faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and as a minister of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. at a football game. Christ, and now I'm a full believer of Christ. Um, I, just, I came a long way from being a drug fiend and a thief, and I just thank God for my salvation. Mayfield, and uh, I just want to thank God for my salvation and uh, saving my life from crack cocaine.
Son, Holy Ghost, Amen. You know, I started to lose faith two weeks ago, and um, God's been showing me. You know, when I ended up in the hospital, God showed me, because I was starting to lose faith. We have an awesome God, and it's time now, because I'm sick and tired of this world, and I'm sick and tired of kids killing each other, and I'm sick and tired of mothers suffering. And now, this is me and the Lord, and we're going to fight it out. I've been a soldier for the devil for too long. It's God's turn. Amen. life with Jesus today. And, and mom, mom, thanks for never stopping praying for me. Where's her mother at? Is her mother here? Where's her mom? Is she here? Where's she at? There you go. Do you want to stand? Go ahead. Hallelujah. Father, I baptize you 
name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus Christ, and I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. 